Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. You're listening to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. This is the ride home. I'm coming home 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 Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host Mark Poulos and this is an edition of The Ride Home. It is Monday. This weekend, I only had one show, and it was in my hometown, so I didn't really have to travel anywhere or come back home, which was nice. And it was another milestone in my career because I got to perform uh, in a theater uh, in front of a shit ton of people. I uh, A few months back, I got the opportunity to be put on a show with the Impractical Jokers. They are a TV show on True TV, if you haven't seen it. It's four friends uh, from New York and New Jersey that uh, started a comedy troupe called The Tenderloins, which I didn't even realize that until I got to the show. I just assumed that uh, they were friends, and then they came up with the show idea. And If you haven't seen the show, it's just four buddies that mess with each other. They wear uh, uh, ear things and, and their buddies talk to them and tell them they have to do crazy shit at, you know, in parks and malls and restaurants and stuff like that. And and if they don't do it, um, you know, they, they don't get the points and then other people get points. And then in the end, whoever has the least amount of points um, has to dole out punishments to the rest of them. It's a really funny show. They just got renewed for a fifth season. And uh, so I got the opportunity to open for them. And I was a little confused as to what exactly I was going to be opening for, you know, with them being a practical joke show. Like, how does that translate to um, doing a road show, you know? But man, they are funny. And they figured out a way to really just kind of bring the show live to people, you know. So what they do is they they tell a bunch of stories about growing up together as friends. And they tell a bunch of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on the show. Because what was funny, too, is the tour was called uh, the Where's Larry Tour. And I didn't even get... Like, I've seen the show, but I, I don't know if I've watched it enough to get all the inside jokes from the television show, but the people that come to see these live shows, they are huge fans of the television show, and they get all of the inside jokes and all of that stuff. So they would say stuff, and then the crowd would go crazy, and I'd be like, what are they talking about? Um, so... The reason the tour was called Where's Larry is apparently Joe, the one guy on the show, he's got a bit where he just walks around crowded places like screaming uh, Larry. 
like he's lost his friend Larry and he's just screaming to try to find him. So, but yeah, so they chat about that stuff and they, they show a bunch of uh, clips from the show that, that didn't make it on air and some stuff that's, they said was, was not approved to be on air cause it was too uh, raunchy or whatnot, but uh, really entertaining show. Uh, if you're on the fence as to whether you should go and, and see the Impractical Jokers live, you should, because they are uh, really funny and really nice guys, too. I, uh, I've i had my opportunities to kind of be pampered as far as comedy goes, you know, seeing how the other half lives as far as, uh, you know, having a dressing room with, you know, drinks for you and snacks and all that kind of stuff, and... Uh, you know, having them order in food for you and all that kind of stuff. But man, it's, it's just wild to, to, to be hanging out with, with guys who are obviously, I don't know if they're as famous as other people, but they've got their certain amount of fame right now. And I mean, the state theater, I think it holds like 750 or 800 and they did two sold out shows. So in one night I got to perform in front of 1600 people, which is ridiculous. I sat down for a while after the show and tried to figure out how long it took this year for me to perform in front of 1600 people, <laughs> you know, when my other comedy shows, and I think it came out to be like almost six months worth of shows just to perform for the same amount of people I got to perform for on Saturday in one night, you know. So we got there. My wife, luckily, was was able to come with me and go backstage and get an all-access pass. So she was pretty jazzed up about that. And uh, at first, they put us in, like, this really nondescript dressing room downstairs that basically had two mirrors and a sink. That's all that was in there. And, like, no bathroom in it, just a sink between two mirrors. It was kind of weird. And then when it got closer to showtime, they brought us up uh, backstage and they showed us where the uh, where the impractical jokers would be hanging out, and it was just like full of stuff, like you know, cheese and crackers and sandwich meat and and drinks and cookies and and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, their road manager Jeff, who's also my manager, said you know, we could, you know, have whatever we wanted in there except for like these four things because those are specifically there for the jokers, like certain drinks and snacks and stuff like that. So we uh, had a bunch of cookies and crackers and hung out and waited for the first show to start. And uh, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. You know, the show starts, I go out and I did 10 minutes of stand-up comedy and then I just walk off and then they have this little intro thing and then the jokers come out and they do their thing for like, I think it was like an hour and a half. And then uh, at the end, they called me back on stage to kind of wave to everybody. And um, so it was it was really cool. And then the first show, my wife had a bunch of family and friends that showed up. So we kind of made our way out to the front of the theater to see if we could find them to chat with them and whatever and um all these people kept coming up to me and wanted to take pictures and stuff which was really cool you know 
it's just funny, you know, like you do comedy clubs and, and, uh, one nighter shows and stuff. And people are like, Hey, there's the comedian. There's the idiot, you know, <clears throat> but then you do something like the state theater and you're on stage in front of 850 people and, and people just assume that you're like really famous, you know? So like one girl came up to me and she went to say something and she got all flustered and red in the face and then just walked away. Like I was somehow like too intimidating for her to talk to, which was like so silly to me. Um, and I, I guess I'm intimidating. I don't know. I'm I you know, I'm six, seven and 350 pounds, but you know, I don't know, man, but it was, it was just cool to hang out there and talk to people and, and chat. And then, uh, they brought in some food for us from the restaurant. Got to have some food with the wife. And then uh, we did the late show. And the Jokers are just like really so complimentary towards me and my show. And I didn't even think that they were listening to it. But uh, they were repeating some of the bits they liked. And and then at the end of the second show, they called me back on stage and, and had me sing the Golden Girls theme with them. And... And it was just really cool, you know, and after the show, they were nice enough to take a picture with us and they gave us a couple signed posters and, uh, and it was just great, man. You know, it's the, the one guy, Joe, that's part of the, uh, impractical jokers, such a live wire. Like they have kind of, it looks like they have kind of a set script as to what they do on stage every show, but he's kind of the loose cannon. Like he'll, uh, He'll just kind of do whatever he wants, you know, and when he goes off script, like it really makes Sal laugh. Like in the late show, he did some new bit that he had never done before, I guess. And Sal laughed so hard. He had to like leave the stage and, uh, and they did another bit about, uh, the Catholic church and Joe like threw a water bottle off stage so hard that it, it flew through the tunnel all the way down to the exit door. It was crazy. <laughs> and then they, uh, they do this bit about, uh, like taking someone's phone and texting someone in the contacts list at random. I tested positive. Like that's what you're supposed to text, you know? So they grab somebody's phone from the audience and then they text one of their contacts. I tested positive and then they wait for a response and then, if there isn't a response, then they text, fuck you. And one of the guys is like, really, we're the impractical jokers, and the best we can come up with is fuck you. And then, of course, Joe drops his pants, and they take a picture of his ass and text it to him, which was a really funny bit. I think my favorite part of the whole thing that they do up there is they, at one point, they show a video, like a short sketch that they did that... Uh, true tv thought was too uh racy for television and i was trying to find it online um but i don't know if it is online like you might have to go to the show to watch it but it was so funny it was like this bit that sal is on his couch with with this girl that he's gone out with a few times and he's trying to make the move but he doesn't have the confidence to do it and in his head he's like i wonder what joe would tell me if he was here so then like a bunch of times they substitute out the girl for Joe and he's like giving him advice, you know, like he's thinking about kissing her and then she switches to Joe and Joe's like, uh, 
you know, you just got to go for it. You know, you can't just pussyfoot around. You got to kiss her, you know, and then it switches back to her and then he goes to kiss her and then she turns back into Joe and him and Joe are making out. And then it's this whole big thing where like, you know, he gets her into his bedroom and she takes her top off and he starts playing with her tits. And then it switches back to Joe, and, and he's kind of smacking Joe's tits around. And, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, He goes, I'm, I'm turning you on. And he goes, not really. He's like, why don't you make it feel like butterflies and stop being a manatee? But uh, I was laughing so hard the first time that thing came on. And then I specifically came out to watch it again in the late show because it was just that funny. But... So their comedy troupe is called The Tenderloins, and they have their own YouTube channel. And I went to it briefly today to try to find it, but I don't know if it's if it's online, but it's, it's freaking hilarious, man. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting show because I, I felt like in the first show where I didn't really know what they did, I don't know if it was more of a surprise or just like the... Uh, the first time seeing it, I really enjoyed it. And then the late show, when I realized it was kind of all scripted, like it was still funny, but it was kind of, uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain where it's, where it's four buddies telling stories and the stories are all the same and they have to like feign that excitement and interest for the stories every night and every show. Like, I understand what they're going through because I have to do the same thing as a comedian. Like I have to have the same excitement and enthusiasm for jokes I've told like three or 400 times on stage. But, uh, you know, they've only done this road tour thing for about three years. And I don't know, like, I don't want to say that it felt like in the late show that they were kind of phoning it in, but in certain parts it kind of did, but then other parts it seemed really fresh and exciting so it's uh i'm sure for them it's a constant work in progress but uh i mean any weekend where i get to stay home and do a show that exciting is just like such an amazing thing and uh, i feel really blessed that i was able to to be a part of it because uh, it's definitely another uh item crossed off the bucket list so um, yeah, so check out my website, largedrunkman.com. I just updated it with a lot of dates. I'm doing a lot of local shows in December, which I'm excited about. I'm doing a show at the, uh, LTD brewery in Hopkins. I'm doing, uh, the courtyards in Andover on December 11th. And I'm doing the, uh, this, the new hope cinema grill on December 26th which should be a huge show. So make sure you get your tickets for that early. And, uh, this week, this week I'm off to, uh, Colorado Springs to do a club called, uh, Looney's comedy corner. I've been going there for, for such a long time. I mean, it's gotta be 10 years at this point, 11 years. Like back in the day they used to have, there was four clubs on the uh, Highway 15 corridor that went from Denver to Tucson, Arizona. So it was like uh, Wits End in Westminster. There was Looney's in Colorado Springs. 
then there was laughs in Albuquerque and laughs in Tucson. And all four of the owners of those clubs were all comedians, and they were all friends. And it was like this thing where if you got a date at one of them, you got a date at all four of them. So you just go and do all four of them. Sadly, at this point, the Westminster Club is closed. Looney's is under different management. Albuquerque is closed, and Tucson is under new management. So it's it's a whole new ball game, but. I love going to Colorado Springs. It is one of those cities where it's like so gorgeous. And then if you turn down the wrong street, it's kind of dangerous. So, you know, it's one of those things. But the the, the club there is great. Um, my shirt guy actually works at that club. And if uh, I've said it before, but if you're looking for any kind of graphic arts or T-shirt work, um, go to leestees.com. He does great work and uh, high quality everything, so check him out. Uh, but I'll be in uh, Colorado Springs for five shows. Um, Looney'sComedyCorner.com if you live in that area and you want to see those shows. Um, but like I said, check out my website. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I'll be at the, the Looney Bin in Tulsa. And I'm doing a bunch of privates in December with those local shows that I said, so check that out and you know you can get this at podbean and itunes and stitcher and wherever podcasts are and uh yeah tune in next time when we talk about who knows <laughs>